We're grateful for all that the, the Lord has done for us, for our, even for this COVID, um, whatever it is, pandemic, epidemic. But we are grateful that God is with us, and we are thankful for that. A few announcements this week. Uh, we'll not be having a Wednesday evening Bible study, so keep that in mind. Um, also, uh, we remind you of contributions and gifts to the church. We are not passing the plates. They're still uh, at each of the corners. And for all the, the men, uh, fathers and guys, we have uh, gifts from last Sunday's Father's Day. So if you haven't received one, pick that up at the, at the door. But our giving is an act of worship, and we would invite all of you who are listening that, uh, to participate in worshiping the Lord with your gifts of your tithes or an offering, and make your checks payable to Winber Assembly, and mail them to Winber Assembly, Box 361, Winber, PA 15963. So it's Winber Assembly, and Box 361, Winber. And uh, God will honor your gifts to him and to his work. The title of my message today is uh, Don't Be Troubled. <laughs> don't Be Troubled. Now, uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get troubled. <laughs> I get upset, I get worried, I, I look at and I listen to some of these broadcasts that are on the TV, and you know, even before we came to church this morning, there was one came across as an urgent email, you know, or an urgent uh, text. And it was describing all the lies and so on, and it's this one is lied, and that, and it and on and on and on it goes. And so you can't. It's hard to go through a day without someone coming before you with some type of a new news item or story. And the challenge is: is it true? Um, you know, who made, who who came up with this story? Where did it actually come from? And um, so you you wonder about that, and of course um, <laughs> you wonder about the the society in we live. And of course, if you look at the stock market, we wonder how our nation is doing. Then you wonder about the China, what's going on there, and were they truthful, or the North Korea and uh, the the problems that that part of the that part of the world, and Russia and Antarctic. I didn't know this, but the Antarctic is on fire that the um, temperature has soared up to over 100. And this is, you know, this extreme weather is like, what's going on with our planet? Well, you go on. I go, are you going enough to worry about? I'll help you. <laughs> yeah. We're, we are going to have a, a paperless society, the exchange of money. You know, pretty soon you're not going to have paper to exchange. It's all going to be done with a credit card. And, and you start looking at these things in a, uh, and, and start putting them together, well, it's taking us somewhere. It's taking us to a point where, and in the, in the scripture talks about the end times. And oh, that's troubling too, you know, what do you mean? The world is coming to an end. No, Jesus is going to return. And we're, he's going to return and receive his church into heaven. And we are going to be with the Lord. But there are, there are many misunderstandings about that. And so we, we look at, I think we become troubled mostly because of what we don't understand. We don't know what's the truth and what isn't. We, we don't have a secure footing to stand upon. Well, foolish. There was 
one person, uh, well, you talk to many different people, but I, one individual said, well, you know, when it, this fall, I'm not going to vote. And, I, and she, they said, I, I'm not going to vote for the president, I'm not going to vote for the other guy, because I don't like either one, so I'm not going to choose. And it's like, if I don't participate, then, I don't ha- then I'm not to blame. And if I'm not to blame, then I'm not responsible for all the bad things that go on in the world <laughs> and the outcome of it. And you see, is that really how this is supposed to work? That we refuse to participate, therefore what happens, we're not going to be part of. But it's, we are part of it. Whether we participate or whether we sit on the sidelines, we're part of the problem or we're part of the solution. So, troubled, don't be. That's an easy statement. Troubled, don't be. Why? Well, number one, we are to take every one of the concerns or situations that trouble us, write them down. What is it that you are absolutely afraid of? What is it that's troubling you? And more than likely, as you put all the troubles down, they're going to filter over, and you start combining them, they're going to filter over into one or two, three categories. And we find in the scriptures today that in John chapter 14, that we are seeing what Jesus says. Now, if you were um, sitting in the group of disciples there with Jesus this day, the dismay was a, for the disciples was a kind of a natural dis, di, reaction because Jesus um, was pre, you know, telling them about his departure, that he's going to die, he's going to go away. Well, wait a minute. Well, that created their trouble. Jesus is going to go away. And they were not going to have the security of who Jesus is with them. And if you look at all of these um, things that trouble us, we are afraid that something is going to go away. We're afraid that our health is going to go away, this virus. We're afraid that our financial stability is going to go away. We're afraid that something may happen to our healthcare system and they'll not be able to take care of me or my family. So something is going to go away, and we don't like things to go away. And the challenge that Jesus says to his disciples, he says, don't be troubled. Don't be troubled. John chapter 14, verse 1. Don't be troubled. Now, that's a very emphatic statement that, okay, you walk up to a person who's having a problem, you say, don't have a problem. It's like, you know, yeah, you come across the person who has a flat tire, and they, they're out there looking at a the flat tire, and you say, don't have a flat tire. <laughs> it doesn't take the tire. It doesn't change the tire, you know? So we've got to participate. Something has gone away. The air in the tire has gone out. So we've got to do something. We've got to participate in the problem. We've got to do something with the problem. Change the tire, call for a tow truck, do something to change the problem. Just don't say, don't, don't have a flat tire. Don't be troubled. Then the solution is trust. You see, we can have a flat tire and trust that I'll have the ability to change 
that God will send someone along, that I'll call someone for help. So don't have a flat tire because I'm going to do something. And Jesus says, don't be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. Okay? So when we're thinking about going through all these lists of the virus and the stock market and the economy and police force and all the things that people are rioting about and challenging and we're, we're what's going to happen, what's going to happen, don't be troubled. Don't be troubled. Do something. Jesus says, trust in God and trust in me. <laughs> trust in me. Whenever the disciples are hearing Jesus is going away, and they're dismayed, they're troubled. Jesus said, trust in God, trust in me. But Jesus is going away. How can I trust in someone who's not here? I mean, this is like, you know, the, the great oxymoron. You know, how can I trust you? You're not going to be here. But in reality, they're going to come to understand that Jesus has never left them. But they haven't got to that point yet. In John 15, it says, you are my friends when you do the things I command you. You are my friends when you do what I command you. Okay, this is a command from God. Trust me. No, you mean don't, don't steal, don't kill, don't, don't lie. No, this is a command. Trust me. I'm no longer calling you a servant because a servant doesn't understand what their master is thinking or planning. Trust me. Because you understand God has a plan. I'm, uh, no, I've named you friends because I've let you in on everything I've heard from the Father. Trust me, I have a plan. I'm letting you in on everything that, has, that comes from the Father through me, through the Spirit, to you. <laughs> you see, we have eternal life. It's unseen, but it is secure. It is, it is as secure as our trust in God. Philippians 4 says, don't worry about anything, but... Pray and ask God for everything you need, always giving thanks for what you have. Now, notice we are anxious over what is going away versus being thankful over what we already have. Challenge here, we are afraid of what might happen and we are to be thankful for what is. You want to balance out the fear, the trouble, then stop looking at the trouble and look at and be thankful for what you have. Then in being thankful for what you have, Jesus says that we are to, in a moment here we're talking about how that there is this line that we put all of our troubles on one at a time and take each of those troubles to the Lord in prayer. So that God will help us, under, give us that peace that we will not have the anxiety over what's not working, what's seemingly going to go away, our fears come into play. Give thanks for what is. I leave you peace, Jesus says. It is my own peace I give you. I give you peace in a different way than the world does. 
See, the trouble comes, our peace leaves when the stock market goes down. When the new virus, people talk about the lies of the virus, the lies of the government, the lies of this one, the lies of that one. Someone is lying, <laughs> you know, you figure it out. Where is the truth at? The truth is somewhere in all of this, but where is it? And it's, it's like people are playing this shell game, you know? The, the, all, the truth is somewhere hidden in all the, all the stuff that's thrown out there. And we, as followers of Jesus Christ, we are to don't be troubled because the truth is in our heart, not under the shell game that they play, whoever they may be. Verse 2, you know, there are very few verses or very few scriptures that uh, describe eternal life. There are very few that talk to us about, I mean, they talk to us about eternal life, but they describe it. But these are rich with promise. He says, there are many rooms in my father's house. In my, ho- in my father's house there are many mansions. In my Father's house, there is, there are, there's dwelling places for every believer. I've got a home in heaven. Okay? Don't be troubled over this world because you don't belong here. I, I like the scriptures that say, we're only tenting. You're only camping. <laughs> What's camping? Spending an overnight, you know, this is your permanent dwelling. Heaven is our permanent home. This place we live in, this world that we live in, well, this is only temporary. You're here for a short period of time, maybe a hundred years. But in light of eternity, that's a short period of time. I won't, I would not, and Jesus says, now remember he said about trust me? I would not tell you this if it were not true. I wouldn't tell you I have a home prepared for you if it weren't true. And I'm going there to prepare a place for you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. So Jesus is thinking about us, his followers and those who would trust him. He's thinking about you because he loves you. He cares for you. He cares for who we are as individuals and he cares for the people of this planet. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should repent and come to him. God is no any should God would God wants to prepare a place in heaven for every person who's ever lived. But they don't want to go there. You see, a prepared place for a prepared people. <laughs> I like that one. Ultimately, Everything changes. Everything will change. (laughs) You know, surprise the mirror in the morning. Smile. (laughs) Surprise the mirror in the morning. Smile. It's going to be a good day. All right. (laughs) No, let's go on. I have a lot more there, but I'll, I'll, I'll go on. So here is the heart of Jesus, I think. He said, after I go, and I, after I go and I prepare a place for you, 
I'll come back for you. Jesus said, I will not leave you, you know, whenever he leaves, he said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will send another just like myself, the Holy Spirit. But Jesus says, I'll come back for you. It's like MacArthur in the Philippines. I'll be back. You know, I shall return. And, you know, the whole process of the war for him was a matter of getting back to the Philippines. And fortunately, he did. But Jesus tells us, for uh, us as his children, he says, I'm going away. Don't be troubled. You don't understand all of this just yet. See, that's where our trouble comes from. We don't have all the answers. And no matter how many we make up, and there might be, we might even have the right one. Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in me. Believe in the Father. I'm going away, but I'm coming back. I'll be back. Then I will take you with me so that you can be where I am. I'm coming back so you can be where I am. The heart of God is that you would be with him. Now, in this life, now, we're praying and asking God to be with us, and he is. He's always with us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. Where can we be that God is not there? So God is here. God is with me. And so our prayer is understanding that God is with me, and he wants to walk with me in this planet, in this place, in my path of life. And he says, I I want you to be with me. I'm coming back, and I'm going to take you with me so that where I am, you will be also. And then he has this wonderful wonderful statement to the disciples. You know the way to the place where I am going. You know the solution to your trouble. You know how to deal with these problems. And we think, well, wait a minute, we're not quite sure. That's, just, that's what Tom, Thomas says, Lord, we don't know where you're going. But Jesus, they knew it, but they just didn't see it. They had their box of understanding that Jesus is going to establish a kingdom and drive out the Romans, and they, that's what they wanted, and they wanted to sit on his right hand and his left. They wanted to rule the, the kingdom with Jesus, and Jesus says, I'm going away, and that just crushed their box of, of understanding. And so Thomas says, we don't know where you're going. You're supposed to stay here. And we look at our troubles and we say, God, I don't know the answers to these things. Look at all these confusing things that are going on. Our box of understanding is being crushed. And so we're troubled. Our world is troubled. Our world is, is troubled. We need to pray for our world. We need to pray for people that are lost and troubled about what's going on in their society and in their world. We need to pray for them that they would have understanding and that God would be with them and that they might, that God would open their eyes and their hearts to what's going on just as we're praying that God would open our eyes and our hearts that 
Jesus is saying, don't be troubled. Believe, trust in me and the Father. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I mean, in that statement alone, there's so many declarations that come. I am the way, Jesus says. You know, there's reference to the gate, narrows the gate that leads to eternal life, and broad is the, the gate that goes to destruction. Well, the narrow gate is wide enough to accept every person who's ever lived. It's wide enough for the whole world. The narrow gate means Jesus is the only gate. I am the door to the sheepfold. Anybody else who tries to get in is a thief and a robber, but I am the door, I am the gate. So if we try to get to heaven without Jesus, we're not getting there. Jesus says, I am the only way. He says, I am the path that leads to the Father. I am the light of the world. In Revelation it says, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of hell and of death. There's nothing that is out of my control. I have it together. So Jesus is asking us, don't be troubled. I'm the way. And he also says, I'm the truth. Look at our society. Who's telling the truth? (laughs) We don't know. But Jesus says, I am the truth. In Romans, he talks, uh, Paul talks about those who have exchanged the truth of God for a lie. And all this because they traded the truth of God for a fake God and worshiped the God they made instead of the God who made them. They worshiped the God they made over, over the God who made them. We trust in our government, which is good, you know, you know, social security and paying in. And so, you know, we, we trust the government to protect. And, and so, and all these things are being challenged. And these are good trusts. But you see, we trust the God we made over the God who created us. We are to trust in these individuals and we are to pray for them. But our ultimate trust is in that, that God is taking care of us. You know, we work for someone or receive a check from someone, but in reality, we work for God. And God is responsible because he is the one who setteth up one and taketh down another. God is the one who supplies all of our need according to his riches and glory. I am the truth. The truth of who Jesus is is that he is with us always, and he will, he will cause blessings to open up like the windows of heaven and pour out blessings upon us that we cannot contain. These are things God has promised, Jesus has promised. Truth, Jesus is the truth. He is the exact, he is the complete expression of God. Jesus is the visible, tangible image of the invisible God. His word is true. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word will never pass away. Jesus says, I am the life. (laughs) I am the life. 
My favorite story is when Mary and Martha, Lazarus has died, he's sick, and Jesus comes, but only after Lazarus has died. And they come to Jesus and say, if you'd only been here, they're troubled. Rightfully so. Their brothers died. What happens whenever you're expecting something to happen for them to get well and, you know, Jesus to come and heal their brother like he's done for everybody else and he dies and they are troubled. Jesus, if you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus tells him, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Take your trouble Put the word of God next to it. You have a solution. You put Jesus next to the trouble, and the trouble is overshadowed by Christ. The troubles of our world and the troubles of our society can overshadow us, and we are seemingly doomed under the pressures of life and under the shadow of all this stuff that's going on and all the commentaries and all the people's intuitions and all the people's I almost said fake news, but I didn't say that. All the people's, <laughs> all the people's news of what goes on, and you know, we don't know. Jesus does. He knows the truth, not the fake. Verse seven says, "You know, we just ended that thought with, if we only knew." Verse seven says, "If you really knew me." you would know the Father. Do you know what was the hardest thing for the disciples to believe? That Jesus was divine. They could believe that he was human. For us, it's hard for us to believe that Jesus was human. You know, we have the miraculous birth we celebrate, you know, at Christmas time. We have the life of Jesus and the deity of Christ, and we see the miracles and all the things that he performs and does in his teachings. We see all of this, and we say, yes, he's divine. And, and to the disciples, they're saying, yes, he's human. <laughs> yes, he's human. And Jesus said, if you really knew me, you would know my father. My father is divine, and so am I. First, and John 17 says, I pray that all who believe in me can be one. You are in me and I am in you. This is the part. You are in me, I am in you. I pray that they can also be one in us. Jesus is saying, I am one with the Father, the Father is one with me, and you and I are one with Christ. Troubled? Troubled? Who are you one with? I'm one with Jesus. You see, we have a word picture of Jesus. We read about it in the scriptures. We have a word description of who Jesus is and what his purpose is. We have a word outline of his mission, of his purpose, his character. We have the portrait of Jesus in his word. You see, so as we know the word, the word will be the truth, the truth will set us free, and the troubles and the trials of our life and that we're all headed towards heaven. (laughs) 
We're headed towards the time in which Jesus will return. The trump of God shall sound and the dead in Christ will rise and we which are alive and remain will be caught up to meet him in the air. There is, there is blessing ahead. Amen. <laughs> there is blessing ahead. There is hope ahead. God, no one has taken this, this path out of God's hand. They're only fulfilling the plan of God. We're just here believing and not allowing ourselves to be troubled. Philip says in verse 8, show us the Father. You see, they just don't get it. It's just like us saying, well, I believe that Jesus is the answer. Show me. <laughs> I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Show me. Uh, Philip says, Lord, show us the Father. That's all we need. Show us who Jesus is. And Jesus answered Philip, verse 9, I've been with you for a long time, Philip. So you should know me. See, we're going back to you and I, our relationship with Jesus. We should know him. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. The word picture of Jesus, as we read the Gospels, as we read the New Testament, as we read the book of Revelation, the word picture of Jesus, he says, you should know me. And anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Anyone who sees Jesus in the word knows the peace of a Savior and of a home that is eternal. Verse 10. Don't believe that I am in the... Oh, excuse me. Don't you believe. Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The things I have told you don't come from me. The Father lives in me, and he is doing his own work. So Jesus is giving us this word picture that not my will but thine be done. Will of the Father. We are here saying, God, I don't understand all these problems, but I trust you. You live in me. As Jesus came to fulfill the will of the Father, we are here fulfilling the will of the Son. By his stripes, we are healed. By his love for us, we have purpose and we have a place. Know that I have a place in heaven prepared for you. So on this preparation for us getting to that place of heaven, we are to be at peace knowing that God is with us. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or believe because of the miracles I have done. If you don't believe the words that I speak to you, believe the miracles. Okay? And they tell us both the word and the miracles point to Jesus, the Son. He is the Son of God. He is divine. Do not be troubled. The same Jesus is speaking his word now into our lives as he spoke the word into the lives of his disciples. Verse 12. I can assure you that whoever believes in me will do the same things I have done. 
you know, we have a hard time with this scripture. It's not talking about us as individuals. It's talking about all of the church collectively. We'll do greater works than Jesus ever did one at a time, one, you know, with himself, one-on-one with people and with the disciples. But he says, if you, if I assure you, whoever believes in me, whoever believes will do the same. And this, and this one thing here, verse, verse 13, he repeats this twice here at the end. He says, and if you ask for anything in my name, I will do it for you. And if you ask anything, okay, tell me what anything is. Anything is everything. What trouble do you have? What trouble is it that comes across the news? What trouble is it you've got posted on a refrigerator? <laughs> what, what trouble is it that's, you know, that's getting you upset and anxious? Jesus says, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it for you. Okay, what's anything? Anything is anything. Anything is everything. You see, whenever we ask anything in the name of Jesus, we invoke everything that the name represents into that prayer and into that moment, into that person or thing or problem. Everything that the name Jesus means, divinity and resurrection and power and authority, creator, sustainer of life, everything that he is, when we say that name in heaven and earth, is shaken by that name of Jesus. And when we, in faith, invoke that name upon our prayers, it's not just a happy ending to our prayers. It is the power of God being invoked upon that which we are praying for. Mary? Do you believe that your brother will live? (laughs) Well, of course, at the last day, you know, everybody's going to live at the last day. No, Mary, I am the resurrection and the life. I am life. I am resurrection. Do you believe? John 14, 12, I can assure you that whoever believes in me will do the same things. Verse 13, and if you ask for anything in my name, I will do it for you. Then the Father's glory will be shown through the Son. It's not about you and I. It's not about people in our neighborhood or in our state or in our nation or in our world. It's not about North Korea, China, the virus. It's not about any of those things. It's about the glory of the Father being shown through the Son. And verse 14 again says, if you ask me for anything in my name, verse 13 and 14, in a little short period of time, in a span of just a few words, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you ask anything in my name, what's troubling you? Take it to God in prayer. Do not be troubled. God has a place for you, and he wants you to spend an eternity with him. Nothing can keep you from that place. Nothing. Only you. I mean, 
Only I can say, I don't want to go. Other than that, nothing can keep you from that place in heaven. Nothing. God has a plan. God has a purpose. Believe and pray and expect. Allow the glory of the Father to show through the work of the Son, Jesus Christ, who shines through our lives. We are the light of the world in Jesus Christ. Amen? Do not be troubled. Do not allow your heart to be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. God has a place. God has a plan. God has a purpose. Be at peace, knowing that we are safe in the hands of our Father. And in that place of security, we are people of prayer. We are people who seek God's face and bring these things to God the Father for our nation, for our lives. And especially the things we don't understand, put them right at the top of the list. Pray for them that God's will will be accomplished. This is the purpose of the church and the body of Christ at this moment in time, to pray for the will of God to be accomplished. Amen? Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the troubles. We thank you for the things that we fear are going away. Because, God, you can never go away. And the things that you have given to us will never cease to exist. You have a place for us in heaven. God, we thank you that you have a place in our heart that we, Lord, know that you are with us. So we thank you, God, for hearing our prayer. We pray, God, for our nation. We pray for our president. We pray for all the, the different parties and the different philosophies and the different ideas and the things, Lord, that are beyond what we understand. But God, we know you understand. And we pray that the truth will come forth because you are the way, the truth, and life. We pray these things in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. We invoke the powers of heaven and the power of heaven and earth into our prayer for your honor and glory. Amen. Amen. God bless you.